to solve this murder. I'm your detective, Bill. And I am your crime scene criminal and witnesses, Danny. We're on part two of The Rope and the Rich Kids. In part one, I arrived at Riverwood Camping Centre and met the owner, Harriet Hoskins. He investigated the cabin in which 16-year-old Victoria was found dead and found mysterious marks on her wrists, as well as her locked phone. And then, after consulting with a coroner, discovered that the cause of death was asphyxiation. Okay, so having investigated the crime scene and found a little bit of stuff, some interesting ideas, I now know the cause of death, which is kind of... Uh, makes sense, it I helps. suppose. Given the situation, that, that cause of death makes sense. Um, but I want to find out more about trying to recreate the evening itself. I want, it was an evening, wasn't it? Well, they found it in the morning, <laughs> didn't they? Yes. Um, so maybe it was the morning. What's interesting is if it's asphyxiation, if she was smothered by like a pillow or something, you would still expect some kind of struggle. So it's either been like that with a cleanup or maybe something else, and then she asphyxiated, but not in a violent way? Like if she was already passed out because somebody, I don't know, drugged her or, or, or something like that, or completely tied her up, so that, and then, like, ah, it's interesting, because she has those red marks on her wrist as well. I'm not quite sure. What I want to do is talk to the counsellors who found her to see if they have any more information about what's going on, maybe try and get a, an idea of a timeline, start recreating the, the when and where's of how everything happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to head over to, I believe there is a cabin belonging to Maggie. No, yeah, Maggie and Trenton. Yes, yes, there is. The uh, but if you recall, everyone was up at the main building. You were walking back up to the main building. Oh, okay, main building, main foyer. All right, let's head up there yep. and see if I can find Margaret and Trentoni. <laughs> All right, cool. You head back up there. Um, Harriet, the owner, is uh, squirreling away in her office. Uh, you do see two people, both of whom are quite tall, muscular-looking people. One of them is just sitting, looks like she's filling out some forms, some paperwork, something of that nature. And the other one is a guy who has some keys in his hand and he looks like he's heading for the exit. Well, I should probably stop him before he leaves. Uh, Trenton, Trenton, I assume. Oh, uh, is that my voice? <laughs> oh, Trenton, oh, excuse me, Trenton, yes, it's me, Bill Billingham, King of Police. I, if, if we could have just a quick discussion about oh, how things are going. My, I've heard of you. I thought you'd retired 30 years ago. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm back on the job. I've tired of growing marrows and I'm now growing... Uh, Suspicions. Uh, hy hypotheses about murder most foul. Oh, yeah, it's a miserable business, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know what? This can wait. All good. Uh, where, what were you, you where were you headed, Trenton? Oh, I was going to head down, just basically down the road towards downstream. We're just, it, you know, it, it's not a problem. We're just, you know, having a few boat issues. Boat issues? Yeah. Now that sounds like something that wouldn't be included in a murder mystery unless it was slightly relevant. Can you can you tell me more oh, about well. this boat? I mean, I'm, I'm just, so I, I'm the one who's in charge of all the water activities, swimming, all of that sort of thing. I, I'm quite the enthusiast. Okay, so so Trenton deals with all of the like water-based games and and activities and yeah, swimming, whatever. canoeing, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but but well, boat problems. Yeah. Welcome to go into the boat problems, I suppose. I suppose there has been a murder. Maybe we should leave <laughs> the boat problems for later. But if later on it turns out that what I needed to do was find out that there's a boat <laughs> called the SS, I did it. <laughs> 
And that was the big clue. I'll be back. Then the smothering pillow was in one of the boats the whole <laughs> oh, time. Sorry. I thought you were implying the boat was called the SS smothering pillow. Because <laughs> I'd be very suspicious. Um, no, no, I wouldn't do something that stupid. It would be called the SS mothering pillow and you'd have to put two and two together. <laughs> SS mothering pillow? That's also the same as S smothering. smothering. <laughs> Somebody stop me. <laughs> I'll stop you, Trenton. Um <laughs> okay, I've, I've put an underline under boat issue Just in case it's something I need to look at again in the future But for now uh, So, um, Trenton Yes uh, Were you one of the people who, who first found uh, Victoria's body? Uh, no, no, I wasn't on morning duty uh, It was... was- it was Maggie's turn for morning uh, rostering, breakfast, all of that sort of thing. Um, day by day, we'd swap off. So, like, yeah, today was her, yesterday, tomorrow mine. Okay, and was that that's that's normal? Nothing has changed that schedule recently, or is, is that? No, no, absolutely not. Uh, it's it's a bit of an annoying schedule, really. It often ends up with us a bit in bad positions where like you got to do night duty and then the same breakfast duty right after that but you know what the hours aren't too crazy lights out at 11 so fair, fair, you fair. still get a good amount of sleep so that means that if he wasn't on morning duty the morning she was found he also wasn't on night duty the night that she was found or the, the, like the night that it's a presumably happened this is true so maggie seems to really be the one like he was nowhere near this crime, <laughs> either meaning he was free to do it or didn't see anything. But that's interesting that he wasn't either before or after. What were you doing on the morning that the body was found? Oh well, I if I'm not on breakfast duty, I get a slight bit of a sleep in. Nothing, nothing too extreme, but uh, yeah, it just means I get to have an extra long shower. Extra long personal breakfast, all that sort of thing. You know, clean up all of the muck from the sweaty activities the day before. Fair. Although I'm assuming this morning probably wasn't as calm. When did you hear about the burner? Uh, basically, as soon as I stepped out of my cabin. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I, I, I was the one who called you. That's prob- oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, you probably called Detective Simba, my associate. Oh, that seems likely, yeah. Did he sound like this? Oh, wow. What a murder. Ah, that's perfect. Perfect. Uh, when was the last time you saw Victoria? Uh, well, it would have been I saw her... At that breakfast, I was in charge of breakfast yesterday. Uh, I was in charge of the swimming yesterday. She would, yeah, she was there. Uh, that would have probably been the last thing that happened in the afternoon that I was in charge of. And beyond that, yeah, I don't know. Didn't really pay much attention. She's, you know, she was ne- never a favorite, shall we say? All right, fair, fair. Um, and did, did you notice anything? I'm now kind of going a little bit away from recreating the murder, mm-hmm. which, uh, but it's hard not to follow on to something like, did you notice anything strange about her that day? Did she seem normal? Do you? Re- this is the kind of leading questions that are actually pretty bad in a real legal case. But here, it's a fan- it's a mystical mystery. So I will ask, was she acting strangely at all? Man, I got to be honest. Uh, have you? Do you know much about her? Uh, well, I'm surprised that she uh, was involved in any of the swimming activities. She seemed like she'd. Uh, wasn't too keen on the sporting side of this camp? Oh, very true. Like, for her, swimming was more the uh, show-off-the-bikini season. Ah, all right, fair. Yeah, I mean, she could swim just fine, no doubt about that, but, look, 
it wasn't her thing. She wasn't particularly cooperative. She, she, she's your classic, you know, you go back to high school, you've seen that style of popular girl that everyone actually hates mm. and, yeah, God, you want to strangle her sometimes. She's a rich girl and she's gone too far, but she knows it don't matter anyway. Exactly. She can rely you on her old it. man's money. Right, right. Saying. She can rely on exactly her old like man's that. money. Now, look, I'm not saying that the others are blameless. All teenagers are dirty liars. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. What you you don't think so? No, you haven't talked like to the, very... you haven't talked to these kids yet, have you? My God, like they can be pains, and I feel for you. Getting anything real out of them is going to be the worst. But as for the original question, no, Vicky was exactly as she always was, as to the best of my knowledge. Interesting. All right. Well. I'm not really at this point, this is an aside now, uh, hey audience, so I'm not really at this point trying to focus on like, ooh, who did the murder? Who, I'm trying to still figure out the timeline, what happened when people saw her. So I don't, is there stuff here that I should be questioning? Oh, you last saw her at swimming and breakfast, didn't see her, well he wasn't on night duty, so it kind of all makes sense. Maybe I should follow up on the other question of where he was last night? Hmm. But as it is, Trenton's basically saying, I wasn't on duty anywhere around the murder, didn't find the body, didn't see her go to bed, didn't like check for lights out. He was just chilling. The last time he saw her was at like a sporting activity in the afternoon and the breakfast that morning. But other than that, he wouldn't... And, and according to Trenton, who may not know, nothing, she didn't seem strange. There didn't seem to be anything off about her, but that's not really a question that has a huge amount of weight. I could possibly ask him also about, like, if any of the other kids were doing anything weird. Uh, uh, hold on, first, first of all. Uh, so, Trenton, mm -hmm. you say you didn't have, you weren't on duty last night either. Right. Uh, I know about your usual mornings, but were you doing anything particular last night? For a second, he looks aside just a little bit, maybe a little bit abashed. And he goes, oh, well, look, technically I'm supposed to be following the rules too, lights out at 11 and all that, but it had been raining, like, most of the day. And mm -hmm. I decided to, you know, um, take a bit of a wood stroll. A wood stroll? Yeah, I was just, I was out and about on my own. So, yeah, I suppose alibi-wise it doesn't, Strike me as particularly airtight, but there you right. go. And again, part of why I needed that long shower this morning. Whereabouts do you usually do these walks? Or more specifically, whereabouts were you walking last night? No, there's not much usually about it. We don't get a huge amount of rain here. It's just been very unlucky camping weather. Uh, I could probably take you along a path that I made, but it wasn't that exciting. You just walk past some of the trees. There's some cool, pretty ones to look at. Even in the dark, heard an owl somewhere, so I followed that noise, seeing if I could spot it for a bit. Hung around a clearing and then came back a while later. Had to, I had to tiptoe in a little bit, make sure not to wake Maggie, but no harm done. Maggie was there when you went to bed? Yeah. It's going to come out later that there'll be some recording of, of, of Victoria getting smothered going, who's doing this? Who? <laughs> do this to me and that'll be the owl that he heard oh i'm so sure of it i'm so sure <laughs> who, who do 
this. God. Um, okay, so, oh, he was out on a night walk. Do I know, like, I saw the cabins before. Mm-hmm. Are there woods around there? Like, Yeah, sort of in the it, area behind the cabins. It doesn't take long before you get to some woods. Okay, sure. Didn't say he heard anything, but I might have to push that harder. I've made a note of it. But I don't really have anything yet to, like, didn't you didn't hear this happen? Because there's nothing to confront. If I said, did you hear anything? It'd just be no. If he's lying, and yes, if it's irrelevant, like the owl. Who would do this? Um, well, maybe I should swap over and talk to Maggie. Unless there's any last things I should ask. Oh, sorry, I meant to ask as well. Trenton, mm-hmm. when you ran swimming yesterday, the various activities that you ran. Sure. Were all of the campers there together? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All of them are in one group. There's not that many of them. Uh, no problems. You know, they always have their different levels of enthusiasm. But no, they all participated. Wonderful. Is that true for all activities? They generally stick, stick together? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, no, that, that's more Maggie's business than mine. What, what, what was that? Oh, it's just that uh, on Tuesday there was a bit of drama about that, about, well, <laughs> about uh, Vicky not wanting to participate in things. It caused a bit of a hubbub. Okay, so the day before yesterday. Yes. All right. Oh, Interesting. Uh, do you know what activity that was, or should I talk to Maggie about it? Oh, it was uh, the high ropes course. Interesting. So Vicky's afraid of heights. Possibly. Oh, should I call her Vicky? That's maybe odd. I think just because I was saying Maggie. Victoria. <laughs> oh, I was calling her Vicky. Oh, wonderful. Now, is that short for Victoria or victim? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Vicky. Oh, I got, I got, the, I got, the, boys down the, I got the boys down the lab to have a look at the Vicky. And, uh, well, it seems she died of... Her name starts with V for victim, but Vicky was definitely from Victoria. <laughs> um, okay, so Vicky didn't want to do the high ropes course. I'm assuming that means she's scared of heights. I wonder if that'll play into the mystery. I'm, mm, someone will be like, she was up on a very high ledge when I saw her. And I'll be like, no, no, she would never go up mm-hmm. on a very high ledge. Interesting. Okay, uh, well, for now, thank you, Trenton. I'll be talking to you more later. Don't leave town. Oh, I mean, does that count? Can I leave the camp to take care of my boat business? Yeah. I guess I don't have to, but, you know, I'd really like to get it back. Mm, I'm worried now the boat business is disposing of a body. Um, but yes, sure, go and do your boat business, Thanks, Trenton. Mate. I'm watching you. Please do. I watch him. Okay. He doesn't look as welcoming to the idea of you watching him <laughs> as bluff. he All thought, right, but he edges out the door. Let's talk to Maggie. All right. So Maggie, again, tall, tanned, athletic looking, and she was just writing some things down. You sort of peek over her shoulder, and uh, it looks like she's writing a letter to her parents, just saying, sorry, this camp's gone a bit awry. Well, I mean, that's fair. Um, I, I, I greet Maggie. Mm-hmm. Hello, Maggie. It's me. Oh, hi. Detective Bill Billingham. Yeah, I assume that you'd be on your way soon. Uh, anything that I can do to help you, um, you know, figure out which one of them did it? Yes, yes. Uh, that is I mean, that is why I'm here. Yeah, it's uh, all I'd pretty... like to talk to you a little bit about this morning. You you are the one mm-hmm. who found the Vicky. <laughs> Well, that's you're, a bit crass, but if that's the, how you deal no, with no, the emotional no, trauma of your job. No, my jokes aren't in world. You're the one who 
Yeah. Found victim. victim. <laughs> no, I can't do it. <laughs> You're the one who found Victoria. Yeah. Colon, the victim. Colon? Wow, that's a movie title. Oh. Yes, that's right. Uh, I was on breakfast duty this morning, and so part of the job is to corral them if they're running late. And So you didn't see her until she was already running late to breakfast? Exactly. Interesting. So what time would that have been? What, what constitutes late for breakfast? Uh, it's usually everyone has to be there between 8.30 and 9, and we'd hit 9.10. Oh, interesting. And when you left, was everybody else there? Yes. Was anybody muttering to themselves, I can't believe I've done this, oh no, oh no, I've killed a person? Oh, uh, well, you know, I mean, maybe Roman, but he would have just been talking <laughs> to his Nintendo product. Okay, okay. So you got to the cabin at about 9.10 or 9.15 or something? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As soon as I noticed that she wasn't there. And can you describe what happened when you, when you reached the cabin? It was unlocked? Of course. Uh, they, they always are? yeah. We established that in the previous episode. Yes, you did. Yeah. Um, yes, I walked in. Uh, I came over there and uh, she was quite well tucked in. Um, not excessively so. I very much believed it. It wasn't like she was covered up fully, uh, but her face was facing the wall. Uh, I called out to her. Nothing happened. And so, look, to be a bit, I... I I wanted to be a bit strict with her, a little bit stern, so I didn't bother doing a gentle shake or anything. I just went straight for rip the sheet down. And at that point, I saw that something definitely wasn't right. Uh, it's a little bit hard to describe. I'm sorry, mate, probably seen this before. I hadn't, but... Oh, this is my first day. Okay. This is a flashback mystery. Oh, I've gotcha. never seen her before. <laughs> this is the first job I ever done. Well, this I've is weird with the Trenton retirement comments. Mm. Oh, in in the other episodes, I'm like 97. Oh. Um, yeah, there's just some way that you can tell. Even when a person is sleeping, there's still some mm. level of tension to their body that wasn't there with the way that she was lying. And then I touched her and ooh, you could just tell this wasn't right. So I went running. You went running? Yeah. To, where did you go straight Straight, straight afterwards? to the main building. I yelled, something's wrong. Uh, I, I passed Trenton on the way and I tried to find Harriet and say, we need to do something. We need to make a call. And she was asking what was going on. She tried to play peacemaker, tried to say, oh, I'm sure it's nothing, just a misunderstanding. Let's go check again. But Trenton knew that I was serious. Now, one thing I'd like to quickly just like aside out into my own brain to chat with the audience. Hi, audience. Are you enjoying this? I have something to chat with you about. So this is the confirmation that, that she is the one, that Maggie's the one who pulled the covers back to expose the body, which means when it was found, like she's not going to die of asphyxiation and then tuck herself neatly into bed. Someone had tried to clean up what happened, right? If she was tightly tucked, like that's a cover-up. Facing the wall, tucked away. Unless it's her bed was tucked so tightly that that <laughs> killed her, which I'm assuming it is not. Um, that means there could have been more signs of a struggle in terms of like, like a, you know, a violent asphyxiation with things being thrown around and kicked and messed up because the person clearly took the time to clean the scene up afterwards. So it adds that back onto the table that it was a bit more of a violent uh, confrontation. 
that because we now know that like that is clearly something that has been cleaned up afterwards. The person to talk to about all this, or the person to find out about, even if we don't talk to her, is um, Isabella. Because if we know when Isabella was last seen, we'll know if she was there when it all happened. So that'll be an interesting one. But I have a follow-up question for Maggie, which is, you were working the night shift. Um, she immediately blushes. Maggie. Yeah. You were working the night shift, weren't you? Um. Maggie, tell me true. You were working the night shift. I was assigned to the night shift. And you did work it, right? Um. Were you the owl? What? <laughs> No, look, this... <laughs> Trenton hear you going, Woo-hoo, I'm not doing my job! Woo-hoo! Oh, no, this is... It's really bad. You Look, I couldn't regret this more. You have to know that, right? I was protesting. I was, like, going on strike from the night duty. <laughs> I like how you characterise just not going to work as a form of protest well, when it, it's a one-person strike. It was. I mean, like... What I, were you striking against, Magdalene? Look, I had this big fight with Harriet the day before and it, it was about the students running a bit wild and having their run of the place because Harriet, look, she's great and the kids love her. Unfortunately, the kids love her because she lets them do whatever they want, whenever they want. And that's not how you turn kids good and healthy and productive. Like, kids love wasting time. They love doing terrible things to themselves. You know, teenage brains, they're kind of broken. Mm. Like, their brains will kill them if they let them. So you've got to give them boundaries. And Harriet is terrible at that. She just wants good ratings, good reviews, more money next year. So after things went wrong, I decided, you know, Harriet, you're going to come down on me, crack down on me for cracking down on these kids because one of them had complained about being forced to do things they didn't want to. I decided, all right, fine, let's give them free reign at the place. Let's take the time where... They do the most rule-bending night, and let's just let them have at it. Let us uh, let them be crazy. See how it goes. Well, I guess we see where it mm. went. Uh, yeah. I, oh, this is like the worst kind of regret, and I told you so in one. I never thought this anything like this would happen. I knew that they could be little monsters, this group, but this is beyond that. Like, so far beyond that. Look, Maggie, don't... You didn't cause the murder. Mm. The murderer did... Well, hold on. You're still on my sus suspect <laughs> list. Maybe you did cause the murder, but you didn't cause the murder, Maggie. I feel this like is... there's going to be a lot of therapy if I could ever believe that it's not my fault. Mm, I understand. So, my question to you is, when did you last see Victoria? Uh, I was still on lunch that day, so I would have seen her then and quite possibly just around you know I'm I'm a 1500 a 1500 meter junior olympian uh, I still like to keep in practice so I may have just seen her around the ground sometime in the everything seemed normal as far as I could tell mm. so you say you were on strike mm. where were you what were you doing that night I was in the cabin tv on feet up I half expected Harriet to come bursting in at any moment to 
come and get mad at me, but never happened, of course. Harriet's not usually very aware of what goes on at night? Oh, I think she just doesn't particularly mind. She leaves it to us. That's our job. Except then she also doesn't listen to us when we need help with that job. Mm. And <sighs> she's the smiling face. Trenton wasn't working the night shift last night. Right. But he didn't, men- he, he didn't mention that you were there all evening. He went out for a walk, found an owl, etc. Oh, yeah. He and was... came back. But he said you were there when he got back. He didn't mention that you had been there all night. Oh, well, I mean, the night shift starts, you start doing your rounds at about 10.45 to make sure they're ready for lights out. And then you do a couple more rounds between 11 and midnight. Mm. But... He was out walking, you say he was? Sure, that sounds right. Uh, Yeah, going for a walk, he was out that entire time. So as far as he knew, I suppose, I had done that and I would have gone to sleep by the time he came back. Interesting. Weird time for a walk, but it had been pretty rainy before, so he hadn't been able to get out quite as much. And even though we do our activities with the students, regardless of the weather, it's just not as nice, obviously. Mm. So I'm not that surprised. It may have started raining again at any moment. He took a chance. I am not surprised to hear that. Mm. Now, Maggie, you mentioned that you chose to strike during the night shift because Mm. it's when the kids get up to their rowdiest. Has there been (laughs) rowdy behaviour in the past? Have you been to a school camp? Uh, Not once. I've never been to school. Ah, All right, so typically at night, that is when the students have their full freedom. They like to sneak into one another's cabins and get up to fun and games that they would absolutely not be allowed to normally. And this year, absolutely no exception. First night, first night of camp, Monday. That was exactly what happened. I had to basically raid the boys' cabin because all of them were in there playing some fancy spin-the-bottle type thing. They had bottles. Oh, interesting. Like, I had to. Big confiscation. Big just chasing them out like little rats. So, yeah, I figured maybe they're going to try something similar. Maybe they're going to have a big drunken disco next time. So I was expecting something like that. I was almost expecting them to turn up this morning hungover after I hadn't tried to discipline any of them. But, I mean, if there was anything like that, I didn't notice. Mm. And is that what you got your complaint for earlier? You said you had received a complaint from one of the one of the no. campers, I assume. Ah, uh, yeah, no, that one. They apparently had been properly chastised. They did not complain about not being allowed to get drunk in the boys' cabin. So, what did you receive a complaint for? Ah, uh, again, this doesn't look great. It was it was Victoria. It was her on the second day. She decided, completely out of nowhere, no, I don't want to do the high ropes course. Ah, yes, high ropes course. And you know what? One person doesn't just get to say no. They're a group. They do the same things. They do it all together. And sometimes you have to get through things you don't want to. Maybe you're a little bit afraid, whatever. But the thing is, she was fine the day before. Oh. This was just her being petty, spiteful, I don't know. She didn't seem like she actually had a problem. It didn't seem like she was hurt or tired or afraid. She just decided to make my life a little bit miserable that day. And so when I insisted that she do so, she instead stormed off to Harriet. And Harriet, as always, lay right down for her. 
Oh, okay. Now that's interesting. <laughs> Victoria did do the high ropes on Monday, mm-hmm. but refused on Tuesday. For all I know, and actually what I sort of suspect, I think that the other kids maybe put her in charge of getting revenge on me for being so mean to them the night before. You think it was a play by the students to get you in trouble in a secret way? You know what? I would not be surprised at all. My only surprise would be that the others like her enough to get her involved in that sort of thing. Or maybe they didn't plan it. They just knew that she was vindictive enough to do that herself. Mm. That seemed to be the impression I got from them. She was... You don't want to say that one kid is just a little bit more rotten than the others, but it was her. Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Siller as part of our network, Consume This Media. To find out more about this show and other shows that we do, head to consumethismedia.com. For questions, queries and theories, you can send us an email at solvethismurderpod at gmail.com. Thank you to Jared, Devon and Witt from Advanced Sage Russian Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thank you for listening.